Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Max Danielson Show. I am your host, Max Danielson. And joining me today, we have uh, the return of some Austin College baseball players. This time, um, a guy who I think is a true warrior, especially what he's gone through, which we'll kind of get into uh, in this interview. Uh, pitcher for the Austin College, who's about to go into his senior year, Mr. Aniron Minson. Aniron, welcome on to the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about some things. Absolutely. Now, Aniron, of course, um, it's tradition around here on the show. First of all, I ask you kind of what you do around Austin College. We already said that uh, you're a pitcher there, uh, but also kind of uh, besides what you do at Austin College, what you're majoring in, uh, just as well, some of your favorite sports teams and kind of the teams that you follow on a, on a constant basis. Yeah, absolutely. So, so like you mentioned, I, I am going into my senior year here at Austin College as a pitcher. Um, I just will actually... I'm still, still technically a sophomore, which is kind of crazy. Um, we'll talk about the reason for that in a little bit. Um, and so let's see. So the other things I do, um, I'm, I'm part of our student athletic advisory committee as our vice president. So I get to kind of be in some of those conversations, which are especially important right now as we kind of figure out what this fall and winter sports is going to look like. Um, I also work uh, in the service station as our co-chair. Um, so I do do a lot of service and kind of organizing that for students around campus, which is something that is really important to me and, uh, and to our campus as a whole. I think we, we do a good job of taking that seriously. Uh, and then finally, I also work as a peer wellness educator. So just kind of putting together uh, things around campus to just to educate people, especially freshmen, about things like, you know, just, just making good choices and being healthy, uh, which is something I'm very passionate about. As far as my uh, – my rooting interests, uh, it's kind of, a, kind of a weird, weird landscape for me. So I'm a, I'm a big Boston Red Sox fan, big Boston Celtics fan. So you'd think I'm from Boston, which I'm not, but my dad grew up there. So I kind of inherited those. Um, but then instead of being a Patriots fan, I'm actually a Cowboys fan. So I'm in, I'm in, I'm in God's country now with the Cowboys here, here in Dallas, Sherman, Texas. Um, he grew up a Cowboys fan because his grandpa, his dad was. And so I am, I, other than that, I couldn't tell you, but you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year to be a Cowboys fan. Yeah, says every single Cowboys fan for the past twenty six years, but uh, <laughs> won't get fully into that. Um, exactly. So exactly. I mean, and Aaron, let's talk about kind of uh, before even you got to Austin College, your journey, kind of getting to Austin College, especially the fact that you grew up in Arizona. Uh, kind of walk me through that journey and the process that you ended up getting uh, to the middle of nowhere in Sherman, Texas. <laughs> yeah it's definitely one of those stories where god god works in mysterious ways i think that he's definitely put me somewhere where i should be right now but it was it was a bumpy road so i uh i kind of knew from a young age i wanted to play wanted to play baseball i wanted to play college baseball that's that's been my dream um i also was i was a three-sport athlete in high school as our as our quarterback um decent quarterback if i if i could say so as long as we don't look up any max prep stats <laughs> Um, and I played, played some basketball as well. Um, and then, uh, I was, I was basically verbally committed to a D2 school in, in LA. Um, and then my, my shoulder started having some issues, um, and was not really able to throw with any velocity, but I was, I was too worried about getting basically taking time off because I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of advice, which is why I think that it's really important that high school kids have someone in their corner talking to them because I was so worried about the recruiting process that I just pitched through it. Um, and all of a sudden I didn't have any offers anymore. And so I, I knew I had an idea that I wanted to end up in Texas. I was just kind of intrigued by it and um, got a call from coach Ramsey pitched in the game on a Friday, flew out here to Dallas, um, came up to Sherman and he said he wanted me. And I think that that's a really that's a really important thing for college coaches when you when you express want desire that you want a kid to be there you're not just you're not just looking for you know checks on your on your list and I think that uh, I felt I felt like I was wanted I felt like it could be a home here in Sherman and uh, it's been it's been it's been an interesting three and a half years but I've I think I was, I'm grateful that I ended up here and uh, hope, thankfully now uh, praise the Lord my shoulder is healthy so I'm excited to, to actually get on the field this spring. Yeah, and we will get into kind of uh, the rehab and all that, but really, I mean, Aniron, um, kind of what I was talking about earlier when I introduced you being a warrior. I mean, this is kind of what the the big the big question, the interview, really, what you know, your whole career um, at Austin College has been centered around. It's kind of just 
Um, because you were talking about earlier, kind of in high school, those uh, that shoulder problem and all the injuries. So I kind of want to talk about um, that the injury that you uh, that you had and kind of uh, what you've been doing over these past few years. Of course, with, I know uh, you've been rehabbing for a while now. You're about to, uh, I believe, get cleared to uh, play, if I'm not mistaken, here in spring as we are about to get into conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just kind of uh, walk me through kind of what that uh, what that was like, kind of when it all went down and kind of the the road to recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate the the warrior status. Um, I think it's definitely warranted. So what happened was my my spring of my my senior year. Actually, I'll I'll go back a little bit further. So fall of my senior year in high school, uh, playing quarterback, tore my entire left shoulder up, um, bicep, entire labrum, couldn't pick up my arm. Fought through that season, um, led the school to our, our record wins in a season. That was fantastic. Jumped into baseball season and. Um, I think part of it was, you know, throwing a football every day as well as throwing a baseball, kind of just the shoulder was taxed out. Um, and my shoulder basically would pop out a socket pretty often. Um, and at that point I didn't really know what was going on because, you know, I was a six, 18, 17 year old kid who was kind of freaked out and I would just shove it back in there with tears coming out and just keep pitching. Um, and so uh, like I said, I ended up at Austin College freshman year. I was like, okay, I gave it some time off. I'm fine. I don't know what's wrong with it, but I'm sure I'm fine. That spring, I think I pitched six innings maybe before it popped out just too many times. I was shut down. Um, going into my sophomore year, uh, got in really good shape, got really strong. Thought that would make a difference. Uh, came into the spring as our as our number three starter. Super excited. Um, popped out again. Uh, <laughs> so it was at that point where my shoulder had dislocated about 30, 45 times, um, which is just, just, it's a lot of toll on your, on your shoulder ligaments. And so I made one more, one more comeback, um, pitched an inning, shoulder popped out. And that was, that was it. At that point we, we had to, we had to have surgery, explore some options all throughout this. I'd been doing rehab. So I had done a really good job of getting everything strong and the, the shoulder is, it's funny. I, I think that you can definitely understand this, um, that the shoulder is, it's a kind of a gift and a curse because it's a very delicate part of our, the human body, which, which allows us to do a lot of things. If you look, if you want to get really technical, I mean, the fact that, you know, early humans were able to pick berries off of trees because their shoulder works the way it does, but it's also a very delicate, uh, part of our body. And mine was, was torn, torn to shreds. Um, so I, I ended up having surgery June of last year, just over a year now. Um, the, the the problem with with that, like I said, is because throwing is such a uh, kind of intense process. You need a lot of mobility to throw a baseball at a high velocity. So the surgery was pretty delicate to get that mobility there. Um, and you know I have made a full comeback now. I've been pitching all summer, and, and like you said, I was cleared to pitch this spring. Um, was the start of Tuesday non-conference game, and then um, our friend friend Corona hit. So, oh, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely been quite a it's been quite a journey. Um, and I think that there's there's been a lot of good things that come out of it, which we can definitely talk about. Um, and I think that it is it's definitely a story of resilience. And I think that I think it's a good thing because you know as college athletes, we know that we're not all gonna we're not all gonna be Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg. And I think that this these four years are are really a time for us to learn and. I think I've 100% learned a lot from this. And like you said, that resilience is, is something that will help you no matter no matter what you go into after this. Yeah, I mean, not only just a story of resilience, but also perseverance, you know, getting through all those challenges mm-hmm. and all those hurdles. I mean, we. I mean, I, I'm glad you did mention that and kind of talking about it. I mean, I've gotten to see you firsthand kind of make that rehab, um, especially uh, being this summer season yeah. playing on the same team. I kind of want to talk about that uh, mm-hmm. just this summer how it's been so far getting back on the mound, you know, I remember especially the fact yeah. when it was your first game back on the mound, um, just kind of walk. I, mm-hmm. say, I know I say walk me through it a lot, but um, especially just during <laughs> that process, uh, just kind of explain yeah. kind of what it was like to get back on the mound after almost two years of being um, not fully healthy yeah. to be on a mound. And then now pitching consistent. I mean, heck a few games ago, you were shoving on that mound. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's honestly kind of surreal. And it's one of those things where 
uh, I know for me, there was, there was a point last week that I kind of just stood there and just, you, you almost just look around and you're like, wow, uh, you know, I've been doing this since I was, you know, I don't know when you started playing little league. Like I, I started at six years old. I don't yeah, know I when you started, but, um, yeah. So, you know, we've been doing this for 15 years and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is, this, this means a lot to me. And I think that that's something that for me, I struggled with, you know, as, as D- division three athletes, we know that we, we were a part of a lot more. And sometimes you get, I know I struggled with like, man, baseball means so much to me, but like it's division three, like, why does it matter? But like, I think that that's something that we have to accept that like, man, this is important to us and just, just let that, let that be important to you. And I think that this summer I've really let that, let, let that get to me. Cause I remember uh, earlier this fall with the, when the rehab began and I'll be honest, Max, I couldn't throw a ball to 10 feet. Yeah. And it was, I, I was about to bring that I, up. I, I cried my eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. Had a pretty bad case. You know, and I'm, back I'm, in the fall. I'm a, I mean, it wasn't even that it was, I literally, I, my shoulder was so tight and cinched up that I hadn't, I had no strength and I couldn't throw a ball 10 feet. And it's a weird feeling as a grown man to just to cry because you couldn't throw a ball. And then you realize this, this means so much. And it's the, the little bit of work every single day. And I think also a big credit is just to the, the people around me is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. People like you who have been such amazing supporters. Cause I, I only knew you since this fall as you're a freshman, but there've been so many people that supported through this and, um, yeah, it's, it's a blessing. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so grateful. And I think that's the biggest thing is just the gratitude that I've, I've gotten from this process because when you, when you can't throw a ball 10 feet, man, you're so grateful every day you get to throw every day you get to be on a field. And that's something that I try to, that's something I try to share with, with every teammate that I have is just that, that attitude of gratitude. I know that, I know that you're a fellow believer like I am, mm-hmm. uh, in our, our Lord and savior. And I think that that gratitude just wake up every morning to see the sun and I think that extends to other parts of our life where, you know, we're, we are so blessed. We get to play baseball right now. Um, in these four years, we are so blessed. And I just think that that, that gratitude is something I've really, really gained from this whole process. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do want to throw that out there too, uh, kind of back in the fall. I remember it there, you know, one guy who I know, you know, stuck by your side the whole way. And like those times where you felt like at the deepest points, I mean, heck our pitching coach, Sean counts, he'd always be there telling you it's okay. We'll get it. We'll mm-hmm. get it back there. And yeah. slowly but surely, you yeah. know, kept working up. You know, it was – it's a slow process. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, it was – It really know, is. A few weeks, you go from 10 feet, then you go 20, then 30, then 60, and mm-hmm. then all the way back. Yeah. Yeah, no, we have we have an amazing group of guys from our from our coach, Sean Counts. Absolutely. He's 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 been a blessing to all of us pitchers. Um, and then just, just the group of guys we have that, you know, obviously we're all competing with each other for time out there on the, on the bump, but we're, we're a good group of guys that really wants the best for each other. Um, I know that, you know, I'm going to try to share what, what I've learned with, with y'all freshmen. You're going to share with the guys behind you. You're going to share with me. I mean, I can pick up stuff from you and then also just, just the support that we provide each other. And especially when it's something that it's that long, you know, maybe you're learning a slider and that's, that's a two month process. Maybe you're, you know, coming back from an injury and that's an even longer process. And you just gotta, you know, you gotta have the long game in mind, which is, just hard, especially at this age, I think that we want, we want everything so quickly and we want to be able to just see those results. And, um, it takes those people around you who are, you know, give you a slap on the butt and say, keep going, man, you're going to get it next week and get it next week. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for, for all those people around me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, now kind of going into it. Um, I mean, of course we'll get into a little bit with kind of what's been happening, uh, with the fall, of course, but, now I kind of want to yeah. ask you, I mean, let's talk about this upcoming baseball season. Hopefully if we have one, I hope that we have a spring season for goodness sakes. I mean, mm-hmm. considering the fact we got yeah. kind of screwed out of a, a season, uh, thanks to our lovely friend Corona, of course. Uh, but I kind of want to ask you kind of about um, kind of what your expectations are this season, especially where you see yourself uh, being uh, with the Roos pitching staff. Um, are you kind of, you know, yeah. how are you preparing for that? Especially, um, I mean, I've seen you in game preparing for that, especially here in the uh, in the summer ball. Mm-hmm. But kind of just now to the fact that we don't know what's to come in the fall and winter. How are you going to be uh, preparing yeah. for that upcoming season? Hopefully, if there is one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that the first thing that I would share is just that I think for all of us athletes, I've shared this with with athletes in other sports. Is just we got to first thing you got to stay positive. You got to keep your head up. Um, and then I think the other thing is you just got to assume we're playing. Um, I don't think that there's really a whole lot of benefit to, to thinking otherwise. Um, 
I think as, as younger athletes, you know, maybe you can lean a little bit more towards just, you know, I'm going to take this season. I'm just going to train, get in really good shape. But I think that you can do just about all of that while assuming you're going to get ready to play. Um, and so as a senior, I'm just, you know, I'm not letting the thought into my mind that there won't be a season. And I think that's kind of the best thing for me to do right now is just, I will be ready to go in, in you know, January one, that's, that's kind of be my mindset. Um, and then I think a lot of it is just, you know, supporting each other as teammates and just, you know, there can be days where oh, the, the Corona tests are, the, there's more positive tests today. It doesn't look good. There's going to be less positive tests one day. We just got to, you know, hold each other, hold each other together, hold each other accountable. I know you and I do a good job of that as teammates and, you know, making sure that the work doesn't stop. Um, and just, you know, think positive, keep your head up and assume the best. And, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we got to be ready to win a win a SCAC t- uh, championship. That's got to be the goal, Monday through Sunday, every day. That's that's the plan. Um, whenever that comes, whenever we get the chance to step on that field, the goal is to win a championship. So, I think that's that's really really the only option we have is prepare like that. Yeah. So I mean, finally, of course, you talked about uh, that this is kind of the big senior season. I want to ask you kind of what your plans are post grad. Uh, what you're planning on doing? Uh, you know, kind of. What's mm-hmm. in store for Anira Minson after Austin College? Yeah, so <laughs> which many will not. I think for me, I know where I want to go. Um, fitness has been my passion uh, for the last fifteen years, probably. Oh, I, I know, Nunu. Everything I see about you in the gym fitness. every day. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anything from nutrition to, uh, to coaching to, to competing. Um, I'd love to start, start physique competition after baseball. Um, you know, that's something I'm really passionate about. I love, I love training other people, coaching. I love nutrition. I love all of it. So the, the, the dream is to start the gym. Um, I've got some ideas. I got a lot of, a lot of ideas. Um, the problem is, um, I don't think I can start a gym with 20 bucks in my pocket. So, not sure That's when it's going to happen, thing, but yeah. there will be there will be an an iron there will be an environments and gym um, popping up somewhere. Hopefully, hopefully in Arizona is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in Texas, we'll see. Um, but that is that is the dream, and uh, we're going to make it happen. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't one. know what what it'll take to get there. It's going to be some other some other jobs before then, but that is the dream. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see a, an Iron Minson gym in Dallas, especially the fact that I could you know go for a membership there. I definitely <laughs> would need it. Um, so I think this is going to wrap up this part uh, of the segment. Uh, when we get back, of course, we're going to be talking about the recent sports and, uh, man, oh man, there has been a lot that's been going on. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. The Max Danielson show is proud to announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit gagesgranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gage's Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best on the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 in Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back to the Max Danielson Show. Where we left off, we were talking to Niren about his journey to AC, the trials and tribulations that he had to conquer, especially with his shoulder injury. Uh, and now kind of what he's been doing, uh, rehabbing, getting ready for a uh, post-grad after this year, of course, about to uh, try to go into fitness and anything uh, related to that. But uh, now we kind of get into kind of what the show is all about being, of course, sports. Um, and man, this first topic is uh, something that 
eventually, especially being in an anthropology class in the fall and doing a whole research paper on this, I knew eventually it was going to come, but, uh, wow, this is a uh, complete shocker to me still. Uh, that being the Washington Redskins are retiring the name of the Redskins. Um, it comes as a pretty, a pretty big shock now. Not only is this, tr not, not only are they retiring the name, but if the other things they are saying around the social media, of course, I saw it on the red, I saw it on Reddit, saw it on Facebook, saw it anywhere. Um, just some things around the organization, especially with Dan Snyder, apparently, um, some sexual assault charges could be coming his way. I know, I believe I saw an article about 15 women that are coming out saying something about that. Um, and just a lot of scandals around the Washington Redskins. And Aaron, I want to hear kind of your opinion, um, not only about kind of the name change, but I mean, what could be coming out this next week or so with the whole Snyder uh, yeah. organization? Yeah, um, that's that's where to start on this one. Um, I think I think to start with the name, I think that this was something that, like you said, you could kind of see it coming um, the last couple of years. I know Dan Snyder had previously said he would never change the name, which I think was a foolish thing to say. Yeah, double down, uh, I think, in from a rather fool. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't really surprise many people if you know Dan Snyder. Um, <laughs> I think that you know. Like, like I said, as a Cowboys fan, you know, you'd love to see the Redskins struggle, but not to this extent. I think that he's he's kind of gotten to the point where I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's forced to sell the team. I think that they've they've kind of established a pattern of just not not making good decisions from their on-field decisions where the team has not been successful recently, which, again, as a Cowboys fan, has been lovely. We always enjoy count, putting two wins on the schedule every year. But I think it's it's gotten to the point now that that this is this is unacceptable behavior. I think that they had a real opportunity to make a positive change with the with the name change. What I would have liked to see is them really reach out to the Native American community, have them you know share something that they would be proud to have the mascot be. You know, maybe have have them design a logo, have them really be involved. I think it could have been a real opportunity, both as a business decision, but also as a, as an outreach opportunity with the native american community um and i think that they've 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 blown that now i think that now they're in damage control and, and um you know whether or not you believe it's offensive it's it's really up to the people that it is offensive to and if if they said it is then then by all means they they need to make that change um and it, there may be other changes that need to happen in that organization so now i will say kind of just i mean of course, writing a whole eight-page thesis paper on this whole topic um, with just North American sports teams in general. With the Redskins, I mean, the whole logo they say, which I don't fully believe, um, is that they allow Native Americans to help create the logo, even though if it's been this big of a controversy, I don't see that. Kind of with also the name, it's a half-and-half half battle, which is very, very interesting because half of them say it is, half of them say it isn't, which, I mean... <laughs> That's just everything now in today's society. And the big thing, of course, with the Redskins, I mean, this came, you know, this whole name change came because of the sponsor of their stadium being FedEx, you right. know, was about to pull their sponsorship right. away. Um, I mean, right. it's, it's, it'll be interesting kind of how they rebrand this team, especially the fact that historically they've been a pretty decent team, especially if you remember that 90s and yeah. the early 2000s. And yeah. now it just seems like, you know, not like you were saying, bad decisions on the field. Turns out to be a fourth of the Cowboys wins per season um, and all those <laughs> things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be I, I do think, to I, see. I, I, yeah, no, I think it is. I think it is good that you mentioned that um, there's only so much credit you can give Dan Snyder for this, for the change, because it is, it is financially motivated at the end of the day. He's not changing the name because he believes it's wrong. He's changing the name because, you know, the NFL.com pulled their stuff. Amazon's not selling their stuff. FedEx is is looking to pull their. So while while it may be the time to do it, there's only so much credit you can give them because it's a financially motivated decision at the end of the day. Which, you know, you're glad it happens, but it also may not be happening for the right reasons. So, I mean, that's the NFL. You know, it's all business. I mean, that's something that I mean. It is. Heck, Jerry is. Jones is great. He's great at getting guys in the seats, but uh. Not the greatest at getting over five hundred. That's just something. I know I'm roasting Jeez, the this, hell. Out when of did the this become? A, 
when did this become a Cowboys grill grill session? <laughs> Whenever I get a chance to roast the Cowboys, I always do. But oh my goodness. sticking, though, with the NFL, um, this is another big one because now this is the largest reported deal, not only, I believe, in North American sports, well, definitely in North American sports, but possibly, if I'm not mistaken, in just the entire world as of history. That is Patrick Mahomes' record 10-year deal worth over 500 million dollars i mean the chiefs went big for this guy and i don't blame them i remember when i mean the chiefs drafted this guy i was so mad that my freaking team didn't take him because i knew he was going to be a freaking good quarterback when he was all said and done i mean just coming into what now this is about to be his third year second as the starting qb or actually about to be going into his third year as a starting qb fourth year in the league i mean of course, seeing what he did in the Super Bowl, um, it, it was it was known that this was going to come a big contract. But especially, I mean, right now he's looking at the best quarterback right now in the NFL and making the money as so, and especially just making the largest contract in sports of all time. I want to get your opinion kind of on this contract. I mean, worth over $500 million for over 10 years. That's not only going to provide for him, that's going to provide for his kids, for his grandkids, for his great-grandkids, for his great-great-grandkids, probably for a good solid six or seven generations for the Mahomes family. Yeah, no, I um, I actually think that this was this was a great deal for both sides, and he may actually, believe it or not, he may become underpaid in a couple of years. Um, I, I really respect what he's doing by taking the – the 12, it, it ends up being a 12-year deal because of the extension. Right. And I think he's choosing stability. You know, he's choosing stability at the end of the day. He's saying, you know, I trust in Kansas City. I trust in Andy Reid, which both seem to be good decisions. Mm-hmm. He's allowing, like like we saw a couple of days later, they're able to sign uh, Frank Clark. They're able to keep that keep that that core together, which I think at the end of the day, like you're not going to be remembered because you made $50 million over 45. You're going to be remembered if you win two Super Bowls over one. And I think that's that's what his agenda is here, and if it allows them to keep, keep a couple more people, stability um, of knowing I'm I'm in and we're seeing with Dak right now with, with in Dallas, um, what this franchise tag one year deal thing does is it creates a lot of kind of anxiety, angst in, in the locker room. Is this guy going to be here next year? Does he want to be here? When you sign a 12-year deal with your best player, everyone in that locker room knows he's in that. I think that that'll bring along some other guys. So I, I love this deal for both sides. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, heck, he's already halfway there to two Super Bowls, probably even more with the way he's playing. And I don't blame him for staying in Kansas City. The fan base there, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, how loud how loud Arrowhead Stadium gets on game days is insane. Especially, mm-hmm. uh, I feel for our uh, Houston teammates uh, with that whole Texans uh, game, but. That's another yeah. man, that's another story that's already been talked about numerous times. Uh, <laughs> if Jackson Chavers ever comes back on the show, which he'll probably will, uh, if we talk about Kansas City, you may have to throw that in there for him. But still talking about the NFL with some uh, player extensions here. Derek Henry, Miles Garrett, and Chris Jones, again, another Chiefs player there. They were all extended. Big contracts for all of them. Of course, Derek Henry had a phenomenal year with the Titans. Made them come out of the blue, be a, tar- a dark horse contender for a Super Bowl especially with Ryan Tannehill, who played phenomenal as his first year with Tennessee. Miles Garrett, of course, I mean, he's been a key part to the Cleveland Browns team. Although, I will say the whole uh, Kyle Rudolph thing, that was a little bit interesting, kind of, with the whole Steelers. Uh, I mean, he's getting paid, but, you know, I won't get into that. And, of course, Chris Jones, I mean, big part as well, besides Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs, especially on defense. Kind of want to ask you what you think about these contracts. Of course, nowhere near the Patrick Mahomes contract, but, I mean, still great signings for all these teams. Yeah, no, my apologies. I said said Frank Clark. I meant Chris Jones, who they they were able to just extend as well with Kansas City, which I think is phenomenal for them. I think with uh, with Derrick Henry, he's another good decision. He's not going to be paid as a top three guy, but he knows that Tennessee, he's going to get the rock. He knows that Tannehill's not going to throw the ball 45 times. That's his team. And I think that's another one of those decisions where, especially with this is something we could definitely talk about with Mahomes is who knows what the salary cap's going to look like next year. Yeah. With everything going on, if there's no fans in the stands next year, I, I was hearing some people saying that it's going to go down fifty million dollars. Yeah. Secure the bag. Secure the bag. 
what what does Marshawn Lynch say? say? Something I mean, about he says uh, a lot of things. He says, or sometimes not much. But um, very I, true, very true. I think that's at the end of the day. At the end of the day, that's what these guys have to be thinking about: is you got to you, you know lock that thing up because it, it may end up that Mahomes has has been wiser than a lot of people by taking this deal because if the cap comes down and there's going to be a lot of guys looking, looking around saying, where did all this money go? Um, because if, if they're not allowed to put fans in the seats this coming year, it's just, it's, it's a math equation. It's going to come down. It's going to have to. And I think that all, all of those guys made the right decision. Their, their organizations made the right decision to lock them up. Uh, Miles Garrett's a, an interesting conversation. I think that I would, I would hope to, for their sake, that there's some sort of clause that if he, um, you know, attacks people with helmets, cleats, or whatever he decides to use next, that they can void that contract. But he's obviously he's obviously talented enough to deserve it. But uh, you just hope he, you know, keeps his uniform on and doesn't doesn't kill anyone. Uh, we'll see. You know, some WD, WWE action there from Miles Garrett brings a chair off the sidelines. Something weird. Uh, we'll have to see though. Um, uh, but I mean, great signings overall for all these teams. Now moving on to something, of course, that we are probably very, very excited of. I mean, this upcoming week, major league baseball is going to be back at season of like a month ago. We didn't even know if we were going to get a damn baseball season to begin with. And now somehow we have, uh, came to an agreement about an MLB season, 60 game season, which will be interesting. Uh, but a lot of players have been opting out uh, a few that have been opting out. Michael Kopech of the Chicago White Sox, the up-and-coming prospect for them. Uh, Nick Markakis, Buster Posey, of course, uh, the Giants catcher that's been there forever, unfortunately. Uh, career hasn't been the same since his uh, knee injury a long time ago. Or actually, sorry, his ankle injury a long time ago. Uh, but I kind of want to ask you what you expect for this MLB season. Um, I mean, especially we may not even see Mike Trout, I mean, play this season. He's very, very... Uh, on the fence about even playing and you know this is going to be if Mike Trout does play this is basically the prime prime of his career yeah yeah um I'm actually curious to know your your thoughts about this um I think that you know this could serve as a real model for what our season could look like um because there are those you know obviously those with an underlying condition you don't want to put them in harm's way uh family members in harm's way and you know we you know you wish the best for any of those i know some of those guys do have either family members or their selves have you no know, um which is the the cardinals said he has asthma he you know he opted out he's coming back from tommy john and i think that i think that's that's the right thing to do is you know you want to get baseball back you want to get you know you gotta get you gotta make money somehow these guys you know it's still a job to them and these owners want to make money uh, not to mention the fact that you know there's a lot of people that would love to just sit down and watch a baseball game. If if for two hours that makes life feel normal again, I think that that's that's a good thing. I think that really is, and I think that I'd be curious to know your thoughts on you know if if they come to us and say, look, you guys don't have to play, you can opt out right now. There would be no harm. To, I I know for myself, if you said an iron, look, I'd love to play this year, but my mom's got you know a condition and I don't feel comfortable exposing myself. I'm gonna opt out. I know there would be no hard feelings for me, and I, I hope that's how these major league players are handling their teammates. But, yeah, I'd be curious to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think this is uh, – it'll be an interesting season, to say the least. Of course, it's probably going to be an asterisk season for anyone who wins the championship. Um, I mean, this is the kind of the big thing, of course, why Trout is very, very um, on the fence about it. He's about to bring in a new baby. Um, yeah. I mean, on the way coming up, uh, I know a lot of players, I mean – I would imagine Josh Donaldson, now he's, now his wife, uh, or I believe his fiance, girlfriend, whatever the heck it is for him, I don't even know. <laughs> I probably should know that considering he's my favorite player in Major League Baseball, but that's besides the point. Um, it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, you know, it's smart. If they decide to opt out, that's they got to do what they got to do, um, especially yeah, kind of what we've been doing this season. I think that it is possible. Um, you know, I will say this, come spring, uh, I am probably if they give me the option, I am freaking playing no matter what. Um, if yeah. I, if that means I got a quarantine for 14 days after the end of the season, I will gladly do that. Um, Absolutely. But Absolutely. I mean, just to get some normalcy back, plus to get you know that year of eligibility, because if we don't have a season this year, I mean, 
heck, I'm kind of going to be in that boat where, I mean, I'm only going to have three years left to play at all. I mean, we hardly got right. anything this season. Um, it'll be kind of, it'll be, um, it'll be um, a little bit interesting kind of see how this all plays out. I mean, I hope we do get a baseball season by golly in, you know, spring, but it'll really, I think this could depend, you know, how Major League Baseball does, um, could really depend yeah. on the season. Now, I will say this, kind of our summer league's been doing a great job so far about the whole thing. I think we've, They've done a terrific job organizing it. Um, so if there's some way, uh, Scap, to kind of just uh, look towards a league that's been doing it right, <laughs> you might want to check out um, MSCL. Yeah. I, I kind of want a baseball season this year. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but then moving on, uh, I don't know how much hockey you know, but uh, we'll see. Um, just NHL is about to be starting up. August 1st is kind of when they're expecting kind of start back up the hockey season, especially um, it'll be kind of interesting to watch all these guys play. I mean, some people are saying, um, I mean, heck, it could be the Lightning. It could be Predators, you know, anyone. Even, heck, they're saying the Dallas Stars might even have a chance. Uh, it'll be pretty interesting. Jeez, I am saying pretty interested a lot. I need to expand my vocabulary on that. Uh, but, I mean, it's going to be, it'll be weird, especially the fact, I'm, you know, I'll say this. I will be intrigued to see how they do this, especially with, how in close proximity the sport of hockey is, not only just on the ice, but on the bench as well. Um, how that all goes down, you know, I know they're, you know, doing kind of a similar thing to the NBA bubble. Um, but I, I don't know how I see this hockey season panning out. If there will, if, you know, it's going to be something where they play a few weeks and then it's canceled again, or if we're actually going to see a legitimate hockey season this year. Yeah. Um, I'll, I will be, I'll be, Quite honest with you, I couldn't tell you the first thing about hockey past past goal and other goal. Um, Pretty much everything <laughs> you know about soccer just translate on the ice, and then you're good. There we go. There we go. But I, I I do agree. I think that you have to absolutely have to make the make the attempt at least to get a season going. I think they re did the right thing by going to Canada, um, creating a bubble there. Um, like we said with town, baseball, baby, just in hockey town. Yeah, like we said with baseball, just there's a lot of people that you know, that count on sports to just, you know, if you come back from a large, long day of work and if you get to sit and watch a hockey game, I think that it's, you know, I don't, I don't want to go as far as say it's the athlete's responsibility to put on that entertainment, but I do think it, it really is, you know, it's a gift. It's a gift that athletes have to provide that. And I think that if they can do that for a couple of weeks, then, you know, God bless, let them, let them give it a shot. And, you know, the other thing is professional athletes are going to be the healthiest people. And, you know, if we can, if we can have them get in there safely and keep it closed, I think that they're at the lowest risk. And you know, let them play, let them skate. Yeah, I will say this. I mean, being a sports guy, love to see sports, and uh, yeah, I kind of depend on sports considering the fact you know this whole podcast and kind of my job <laughs> after this. Uh, when all this quarantine stuff started, I didn't even know what the heck I was going to talk about most of the time. I thought I was going to have to do some like food reviews on podcasts. I don't know what, <laughs> what I was thinking. Uh, but thankfully had some sports uh, to talk about. Um, thankfully started this bi-weekly thing like a while back. So that also helped build up sports. But uh, before we kind of get into kind of the big thing, of course, uh, discussing about our conference, first we're going to go towards the NBA and kind of their bubble. What do you think about, what do you think uh, how it's been so far? Uh, what's kind of just been uh, interesting you, to you to see? Um, and how do you think that uh, the NBA is going to play out? I mean, I think they've done so far a great job with the bubble. Not necessarily, I would say, maybe the uh, accommodations, so to say. Uh, I mean, some players have posted some stuff on Twitter about what the food they're getting, uh, which doesn't look like probably that would be sustainable for an NBA athlete, um, especially you know someone who'd be 6'10", 230-ish. Um, but, I mean, I kind of want to ask you about that. You know, what do you think about the bubble so far? What do you think, uh, you know, how this NBA season will will uh, pan out? Yeah, um, the first thing I would say is that, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are living in hotels, they're getting fed, and they're getting to play basketball. So I think that, you know, with, with all of the, the struggles going around in our country, I don't think anyone wants to hear about that they have to – what they have to eat. And I think part of it was also just the – that, that food accommodations were less when they had to do the quarantine very while they true, got in. And true. now, now they've, now they've opened stuff up. I know they have restaurants in there, yeah. but they had to have all those, they had to have those precautions in the beginning. Um, as far as predictions, man, 
um, it's hard to not see the Clippers come out of this, especially with the the Lakers losses. Um, Avery Bradley, I think, was really big for them. Uh, guys that you know they'll go get you back. You know, every team has got a couple of those guys. I think the Clippers Clippers put put fear in the hearts of a lot of teams right now. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely excited to watch the basketball. I will I will be watching every game that I can can get to a TV for absolutely. I'm surprised that you actually say the Clippers will uh, get out of it. Now, I, I want to what's, ask your, what's your pick? What's your what's your prediction? I, I'm just gonna say this, all right, because I don't think it's gonna be a team in the East if we're <laughs> being real here, except maybe the Bucks, and that that's an interesting yeah. story. I don't know how much I believe in them. Honestly, man, I still think LeBron's fueled by the whole Kobe death. I mean, I think he's, you know, we saw it towards the end of court before this whole quarantine thing started out. I mean, dude was putting the team on his back night and night out. You got Anthony Davis. I mean, heck, they did replace Avery Bradley with the man, the myth, the legend, J.R. Smith. Um, don't forget <laughs> that. J.R. Swish. Swish, that is. Yeah. Um, of course, you know. The yeah, no, I, I think. Game one of the, uh, which finals was it? Was it 2006? 17 finals where he made the screw up last second hopefully that's yeah. behind him though yeah i i mean i absolutely i don't think that the clippers are a lock at all but i just i worry when you know when guys haven't been shooting a basketball that you know defense is going to be so critical to how these games end up and i think that the clippers have the ability to lock lock anybody down and when you got four or five guys that they have brought in primarily to guard lebron and there's only so much there's only so much a 36 year old can do. I'm not going to bet against him, but um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And I think the Bucks also benefit a lot from that too. When um, when defense is going to become so critical, I also think that you're going to see some blowouts. I think the early a couple of the early uh, matchups there's going to be some sweeps. Yeah. There's going to be some teams that they're ready to go home at the end. <laughs> by the time they get there they're ready to go home. And if you get down 3-0 or 2-0, you're gonna you're gonna start packing your bags and. Um, it's going to be the opposite of let's go to Disney world. Let's get the heck out of Disney world. <laughs> let's get the hell out of Disney world. Um, now last thing for the NBA here, this was kind of, a. I wouldn't say, um, well, it was just kind of surprising because it kind of came out of a uh, left field. Uh, I, I won't say the dude's last name because it's just a, it's just impossible to say. I think it's like Warzek or something like that. We just call him Woj. Um, Woj was suspended by ESPN for, uh, an email to Senator John Halley that, um, stated, and I quote, F you. Simple email, two words, straight to the point. Um, it was about kind of just the, his concerns with the whole NBA, or John Halley was talking about the whole NBA thing. Um, a lot of people on Twitter- Well, I believe, I believe- I believe what the, the, the reason for the email was that he was – the senator was talking about having some things like blue lives matter. I know they're, they're putting stuff on the back of their jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the senator made a comment about sit, putting stuff uh, kind of police positive on the back yeah. of their jerseys. Just wanted, to, just wanted to add that in. Go ahead. Yeah, that was also – as well, I forgot about the whole like jersey thing. Uh, that will be interesting yeah. to watch. Um, I mean a lot of people on Twitter have been defending Woj. I mean if any of the viewers know – about Woj, I mean, he's kind of the big guy besides Shams, kind of who you get your NBA news from. I know whenever July first rolls around, I always turn post no- or post notifications on for him, and I just let the <laughs> notifications roll into free agency, which I did tweet out about. Which it's pretty strange, uh, starting out in July, not um, complaining about the Mavericks not doing a damn thing in free agency. A um, little bit surprising not to, and kind of depressing not to do that this year. Um, <laughs> Not to get mad at Donnie Nelson and Mark Cuban for the, oh, good Lord, how many years have they been doing this type of crap? Uh, I don't know, probably eight years since they blew up that championship team. But I could talk about that another day and go into a full rant about that. But I kind of want to hear your opinion. Um, what do you think about the whole situation with Woj? Do you think it was um, – I mean, do you think ESPN made the right move of suspending him? Do you think that – this could lose him his job. I know, especially being in the journalism and broadcasting department. I mean, little things like that could end up losing you your job. Yeah, I think that Woj is established enough. He's not going to lose his job over this, but there does have to be a certain level of professionalism that has to be maintained. Whether or not you agree with what the senator said, 
um, Woj is a public figure and there has to be a level of professionalism. So I think suspending him is the right thing, but they're not going to fire him. They're not going to, you know, he's not going to lose his position. Um, he's going to go right back to it. But at the end of the day, ESPN is, you know, they are the head honcho of all sports broadcasting and they're, they do have to maintain some professionalism. And if an employee acts like that, I mean, if, if you were to, if you were to do something like that and you were a part of a company, I would think you'd, you'd expect to be treated that way. Yeah. I will state this. Uh, ESPN has gone down a lot in sports broadcasting. If you don't remember when they fired. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Like a, I think three fourths of their broadcasters. And then they have idiots on the air most of the time anymore, which is very I, sad. I mean, and, and a big part of that is that their, their desire to be politically correct, to be PC. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and this is, this is an example of that, but, I do think that this this kind of stays in the realm of you know publicly publicly um, you know verbally verbally assaulting a, a senator. There there do there you do have to draw a line somewhere. Obviously, I don't think that we want to see you know politics come into our sports where as much as ESPN has done, but there does have to be a line somewhere. So yeah, and I know for Woj that is going to be the quote that will follow him around forever and ever. I mean, <laughs> people on Twitter have already made memes about that. I know I was talking to a couple guys. I mean, they were thinking about getting a flag for that in one of their dorms, which I was even thinking <laughs> about doing myself, which would have uh, would have been an interesting flag. But, of course, I settled for the Rugnana door Bautista punch. Gotta, you know, there it have is. to. That's yeah, a staple. Um, but this last topic, it's, uh, it's a bit of a momentous one. Uh, considering the fact, usually we are a D1 collegiate podcast, talking about pro sports and collegiate D1 sports. And for the first time, possibly the only time in in this podcast <laughs> history, the D3, uh, the Division Three realm, has made uh, an appearance on this podcast, being uh, the Southern Collegiate Athletic Conference, home of the Austin College Roos and other company, uh, has canceled fall sports for the 2020-2021 athletic season. Um of course, Aniron, I mean, I know you have your opinions on this, but I know you've also talked uh, to Hallie kind of about this, um, especially her being on the soccer team. I mean, we've, we were both in that situation come the spring, and now she's having, unfortunately, to deal with it in the fall. I kind of want to ask you kind of what your opinion on, is on it and kind of what Hallie's been talking about, uh, what her, yeah. what she's been talking about kind of, and especially the fact that, I mean, this is her, you know, the big senior season. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the first, I think for anyone in our position as, as fellow athletes, I think the first reaction is just, you know, you're heartbroken for anyone, male or female athletes that are going through this right now. I know right now that they're hopeful that this is just temporarily suspended and they're able to either play in the winter or the spring. That's kind of the hope. Um, and, I, I, you know, I appreciate that, you know, our our athletic department, you know, whether it's in the SCAC or within our own school are making decisions in the best interest at least, it, you know, you hope that's what they're doing uh, of our safety. And it's it's a hard thing to, to, to really have an opinion about because, like I said, you're heartbroken for anyone who's not able to get out there on the field because this is, like I said earlier, it's what we've been doing for 15, 16 years. Um, but, you know, we want to have the opportunity to play. And if I think if there's a safe way to do it, we've got to do everything we can to find that. And I know that, as like I said, as a member of our athletic advisory committee, I can tell you we are doing everything we can to get make seasons happen, to get people out on the field, um, you know, just to keep Runation Runation alive this year. We're doing what we can. Um, you know, we got an amazing amazing staff with Coach Norman, Coach Filander, and all of all of them, including President O'Day. I think that they do have student athletes' best interests in mind, and I think part of that is is part safety and part giving them the opportunity to play. So I'm hopeful that there will be a chance for the lady ruse to get out there on the fields. Um, I'm excited. I know we'll all be out there supporting them and yes, we will that be. comes in the we spring will be in that corner in the left corner. Mm -hmm. Heck yes. yes we uh, will. Boost is the ball boy running down those soccer, <laughs> soccer balls. James just standing there, <laughs> not having to do much as yeah. his part. Um, yeah. I mean, so, you know, I go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was about to just, uh, wrap it up, but go ahead. You were saying something. Yeah, no, I just like, like I said, to wrap it up, I just, you know, I hope that everyone stays safe. I hope that, that we are able to get out there. And, um, you know, I think we have to, we have to respect the decisions that are made, but we're going to do our part, whether that's wearing a mask, whether it's staying inside, whatever it means for the next couple of months, 
so that, you know, our season happens, their season happens, everyone around the country. I think that everyone's got to do their part, however big or small. So just stay safe, wear a mask. Also, quick question. It's Phylander? It is. Oh, shoot. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who know, uh, as the viewers, I mean, I've mentioned it multiple times, you know, doing the Austin College Roos basketball team er, uh, broadcast. Yeah, I may have been pronouncing her whole her last name wrong the entire season. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, I'm surprised I didn't I'll get tell you, any I'll, correction about that. I'll tell you a funny story. So Coach Feilander and I are actually – distantly related cousins which i did really? not know until the winter of my freshman year so my 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 grandma and her mother are cousins we had no idea until the the magic of facebook um magic. she saw something she saw something my grandma saw it and uh saw her repost or something she's like oh i know austin college and um the next thing i know i got a text from coach ramsey our baseball coach saying hey did you hear? And I was like, did I hear what? It's your, your cousin's having a baby. I don't have a cousin that's having a baby. And, um, yeah, the, the Fyland, they're amazing people. Coach Feilander is our, our women's basketball coach. And uh, Mr. Feilander is a women's basketball swimming. coach, might I add. Hell she of is. a women's basketball coach. She is. Led them to the SCAC Amen. championship. I won't say I had a little bit of, uh, you know, motivation there with the broadcast. But um, I'll, I'll just, you know, just place that there on the plaque. Um but, it you know, is. I mean, heck of a season. I mean, that was always a fun – I mean, calling women's basketball is always fun. I mean, it's a fast-paced mm -hmm. game, unlike, of course, the men's team. That is the slowest game I've ever – because <laughs> I swear to God, they foul every dang possession. It's annoying. The women's yeah. team, they're back and forth. It's fun to call because it's they're... just – it's very – and, of course, you know, I have Voos by me doing the camera. If I say something done, he just shakes his head the whole time. Um so gotta love getting the feedback yeah. there from good old Vusi. Um but I think that is going to wrap up this edition of the Max Danielson show. Anaren, thanks again so much for coming on. Absolutely. Final tradition around the show. If you have anything you want to plug, if you have anything you want to say, now is the time. So go for it, my friend. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like I'd say, Max, thank you so much for having me. It was it was a it was a blast. I know we get to talk sports pretty often, but it was a blast to do it in a more formal setting. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so I'm excited to follow your career. I know um, I, I'm excited to see what you do both at Austin College and beyond uh, on the field with broadcasting, whatever it may be. Um, like I said, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be playing baseball again. Grateful for the you know for the healing, for the doctors, for all the support I've had. Um, yeah, and just you know keep an eye out for me. This season, I, I know Max will Max will put my Instagram out there, and I'm excited to whether it's inspire you uh, with this this road to recovery. I'd love to share more about it, um, whatever it may be, and keep an eye out for the gym. It's going to be happening, and you know, God bless everyone. Please stay safe out there and go Ruse. Heck yeah, watch out for him this season, man. I mean, I could tell you this: he has been dominating on the mound. So when you see when you hear a, a guy by the name of Anari Minson, number thirteen on the mound. You know, just be ready to uh, watch a show there. I mean, he's going to go on. Amen. So that Amen. is going to do it here for the Max Danielson Show, as I thank you from myself, Max Danielson. And as always, have a pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening to you, wherever or whenever you may be listening. Thanks, y'all, and we'll see you next episode.